Welcome to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. Matthew 7, 15, 26. It's up here if you don't have your Bibles. And it says this, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased trees bear bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Verse 21. These are kind of three different thoughts here in this passage. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And then the final passage, verse 24 says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Amen. You get that? Let that sink in this morning. Today's message, is, it's, it's a little bit different uh, than usual. I usually enjoy preaching out of a particular uh, story in the Bible and then kind of you know, taking its content and applying it into a timely manner. But today's message is a little bit more uh, didactic, meaning it's, it's, it's intended more to be kind of like a teaching more than a preaching. Uh, so if it's okay with you, I'm, I might be a little bit more chill today. I might not yell as much as I, as I usually do. We'll see. Um, but I've entitled today's message, Defining Christian. And what kind of inspired this message is kind of a mixture of uh, a few things. You know, I, I think the term Christian has become highly diluted in, in our culture, in society. I don't know if you could agree with that. But, but especially in Western, you know, 21st century America, the word Christian has become very diluted. It's being associated with things that shouldn't have the priority when it comes to association. For example, many people like to associate Christians with uh, Fox News uh, or the Republican Party or President Trump. Right? It's being associated with, with rules, things that you're not allowed to do, and bigotry. Right? Can, can, you, you know what I'm saying? Right? Because like, I watch the news and I listen to a lot of podcasts and, I, and, and I'm just kind of all, always on social media just watching what people are saying. And, and this term Christian gets thrown out a lot, but, but there's never a single reference to Jesus Christ. And it's, that's the primary association with the word Christian. And I just feel like Christianity is it's not being represented well sometimes. And these days, man... We're living in days where it's harder and harder to recognize who a real Christian is. It's like you, you got to really look deep, right? Is it, is it a person who goes to church? Is it a person who tithes to a church? Is it a person who's been baptized or, or who simply says that they're a Christian? I think that this passage that we just read gives us a very thorough definition of what a Christian is by telling us what a Christian is not. And I want to kind of get into that. Um, but first, let me just say... I think if I were to preach this message um, 
to the hundred to the to the billion plus people that that claim to be a Christian, I think most of them would say, preach it, preach it to the person next to me. Preach it to my brother, to my sister, right? Because a lot of us, we convince ourselves that we are, we're righteous. We are upright. We are God-fearing Christians. We convince ourselves of that. And it's only when you study the scriptures that so much is revealed about yourself, right? When we read something and we feel the conviction and we're like, God, man, I'm really messed up in this area. It turns out that I'm not as perfect as I thought I was. So for the next few moments, I kind of want to point out some of these things that go contrary to what it means to be a Christian. If, I, if someone were to ask you, what is a Christian? What would your answer be? Think about it for, for a moment. If someone asks you, what is a Christian? What would you say? You might say, well, a follower of Jesus. That's pretty good. But then you might be reminded of Judas, who was a follower of Jesus. who uh, He followed him pretty close, actually, for, for about three years. He spent pretty much every day with him. He followed Jesus, and yet he turned out to be wicked. So then you might revise your answer, and you might say, okay, okay, maybe someone who loves Jesus. But then you have, to, you have to define what the word love is, because that term has also become very diluted, right? And if someone says that they love Jesus, but they're not living according uh, to, the, to the commandments of Jesus, Jesus would say, well, you don't love me, because if you love me, you would obey my commandments, right? Being a Christian... It's so much more than what we've made it out to look like, man. And, and I got to preach this message because we're all Christians. We're all representing the kingdom of God. We're all representing Christ. So, so, so that's why I want to preach this message. Um, you know, being a Christian is not about a set of rules. It's about a, a genuine relationship with the Father and His Son, Jesus, right? So what does Jesus say a Christian is not? This is His, uh, his infamous preaching on the mount, um, he gives us three things that I want to look at this morning. And again, it's, this is more of a teaching, so we'll kind of, if you're a note taker, you can take notes. But don't just take notes and then, don't just take notes to write things down, right? To keep busy. Take notes. If you're going to take notes, you know, study them. Amen? <laughs> My intent to, uh, for preaching this message is, is this, man. We're living in a time, church, where we can't be playing around with Christianity. We can't be playing Christian. We, we, we don't need diluted Christians walking around the streets of our nation. We need spirit-filled, bold people who know how to love and show kindness and are good and righteous. That's, that's what we need, genuine believers. See, I think about the priest Eli. Eli was, he was a man of God. He was a God-fearing man. He, he, he knew the Lord, and, and he devoted his life and his ministry to, to God. Um, and we spoke about him a, a few weeks ago and how he directed the young boy Samuel uh, to the ways of the Lord. Samuel became one of the greatest prophets of Israel. But the problem that Eli had is the problem that the church is stepping into today and that is too tolerant of the things that are not of God. We're too tolerant of the things that are not of God. Eli failed to minister to his children. And because of that, they became completely corrupt. And these are children who knew better. These are children who were raised under this, uh, under this priest. And I, I, think, I think maybe God, he might not have been so harsh on Eli had they been kind of foreign to, to God. But, but they knew who God was. And Eli, he, let, he just let it happen. So God holds Eli accountable because as the priest of his home, he failed to command a godly domain in his household. He was too tolerant. And so when I say that the church has become too tolerant, I'm not talking about the things of the world. I'm talking about the things in the church. I'm talking about the things in our household. The world is going to be the world. But the church, 
the bride of Christ, we're held to a higher esteem, church. So we cannot let our guards down in our homes, in our churches, in our youth groups, because if we do, we as Christians will continue becoming diluted. And so the first thing that Jesus says in this passage, this is my first point, is this. He says, a Christian is not a pretender. A Christian is not a pretender. He says, beware of the false prophets who come to you looking like Christians, all dressed up. They come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. He says, you will recognize them by the fruits that they produce. See, the Bible kind of describes Christians uh, like like a fruit that, that you take from a tree. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, uh, you will bear much fruit. Right? So it's kind of a weird analogy, but you can kind of think of Jesus as a, as a tree. Um, and, and we are the fruit that should, that, should be, uh, that should be produced as a result of this tree. Right? So we, we should become like these tiny reflections of the, great, of the greater whole. We need to be people who know the truth and who hold on to it. We need to be people who know how to love each other and how to show compassion and, and are good and patient and righteous and slow to anger. We need to be people who, who don't deceive each other, church. Honest people, right? And people who don't just do this in the name of humanity or for themselves or just to be a good person, but they do this because they know that they represent Christ and they want to represent him well. It's for the honor and the glory of God. Ask yourself this morning, do I bear the fruit of Christ? Am I bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit? I, rec- I noticed something when I was studying the, uh, the fruits of the Spirit. I think most of us are familiar with the fruits of the Spirit. You can find them in, in Galatians. As I was reading through that list that it gives, I noticed that there's no mention of prayer. There's no mention of fasting. And there's no mention of church attendance, which is weird because we preach a lot about that stuff, right? And... And, but, but, but there's no mention of it. Now that doesn't negate their importance. I mean, we could do an entire sermon series on each one. They're very important, but they're just, they're not mentioned as a fruit of the spirit. And so I was, I was kind of wondering why that is. And then the more, the more I thought about it, it made sense because if someone sees you praying, they're not going to automatically think that you're a Christian. They're going to think that you're religious. If someone sees or knows that you're fasting, the same assumption can be made because the Muslims have this whole month thing called Ramadan where they fast an entire month, right? So it's not by fasting that they're going to know that you're a Christian. It's also not by church attendance because pretty much every religious institution has some form of formal gathering, right? So it's, it's, it's neither of these things that will reflect whether or not you're a Christian. These aren't the things that tell people that you're a Christian. What tells people you're a Christian? Your character. Your character. And you can't hide your character because sooner or later it's going to be revealed. You can dress up. You can come into church. You can pretend like you're a Christian. You can read the scriptures. You can know the scriptures. But, but none of this is going to speak louder than your character. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. It's your character. See, the world, when they use the word Christian, they think of homophobes. They think about people who aren't, we can't get with the times, right? They think about sexists and, 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 and misogynists, right? Because there's some denominations that don't la- allow women to lead over a man. That's how the world sees Christians. And additionally, they hear people talking like a Christian. But are they really a Christian? And so 
That's why I say, man, the word Christian is becoming very diluted because the world is looking at these people who claim to be a Christian. But are they really? Are they just pretenders? Are they fake? Are, Are they producing fruit but not the right fruit? What they really need to be looking at is, is, is the, the people that are uh, producing the fruit that is indwelt by them by the Holy Spirit. So in your workplace, your people, your workers need to see your joy, man. They need to see that joy that, man, there's something about you. What, what is it? Why are you always happy? Why are you always smiling? It's Monday morning. What do you, Right? But you're over here with a smile on your face. You're so happy. They need to see your, your patience, man, when people are working your nerves and you're about to break. They need to, they need to say, man, why are you so patient? What is wrong with you? I would have killed this guy by now. They need to see your peace, that you're not a person that is really quick to anger, that you're not temperamental. That, that's, those are the characters of the Holy Spirit. They need to see your goodness, that you can do good. That you can do righteous things. That you have some self-control. When they offer you a drink. When they offer you something that you don't need to be taking. And everyone else is doing it. Man, you got some self-control. Let them see that. That's what a Christian is. It's not a pretender. So you can, look, you can talk about prayer, you can talk about how the world needs Jesus, but if you're not producing the fruit, you're better off just not saying anything. That's number one. Number two, a Christian is not an entertainer. What do I mean by that? This next section of the passage says that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. And if you read the passage, Jesus makes it sound like on the day of judgment, there's going to be a lot of confusion. Right. What 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 do you mean? And again, I think this is because a lot of us have convinced ourselves that we're that we are living according to the will of the father. And Jesus says they're going to say, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty works in your name? Did I not go to seminary in your name? Did I not preach in your name? Was I not a pastor in, in your name? Didn't I do all these things in your name? And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me. If I could summarize that passage in one sentence, I'd say that it's not about where your hands are. It's not about where your feet are. It's about where your heart is. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. And there's a lot of Christians, especially Pentecostals. Let me, let me pick on the Pentecostals real quick because we're a Pentecostal church. I'm a Pentecostal and I, I just got to look out for my Pentecostal brothers and sisters. There's a lot of Christians, but especially Pentecostals, that are easily deceived when someone comes in claiming there's something from God. I'm a prophet. I got a healing ministry. Let me lay hands on you. Especially when they're like, let me lay hands on you, sister. <laughs> and then I guess it didn't go as well. <laughs> Or when they say, I can cast out demons, right? They say all these things. They claim to be a prophet. And it's like the whole church flocks to them. Oh, give me a word, prophet. Give me a healing, right? I heard this story of a podcast that I listened to. Um, this man, he said he had this mother who had this, some type of illness. And um, I don't know what it was, but she had to take medication for it. And uh, 
she this man said that her mom, the church that she attended, they were hosting this this revival with this man who had a healing ministry. And on the last day of of the service, he prays he prays for for the mom, and he asked her, "Do you believe that you're healed?" And she said, "Yes, I believe it." And then he goes a step further. He says, "Okay, you say that." But you, now you have to act out in faith, which is true, right? Yeah, you can't just say stuff. You, you, have to, you have to put some faith into it. But he said, okay, if you have faith that you are healed, stop taking your medication. Do you believe it, sister? And I don't know about you, man, but if everyone is looking at me in that moment, all my brothers, all my sisters, they're going to judge me if I don't say, yes, I have faith, right? They're, if I say, no, I don't have enough faith... We're going to probably have a whole other type of intervention right there at the altar, right? So I, I feel for the woman. And, I mean, if, I were, if it were me, yeah, I, I have absolute 100% faith in my Lord Jesus Christ. I know that he can heal anything. He can take away anything that doesn't belong. But, but the messenger, sometimes I'm a little bit more skeptical than, than some of my, my friends. And I think I get judged a little bit, but it's okay. Because, because I got to check the fruit first. Just because you're saying you're something doesn't mean that's what you are. This man, he said his mom stopped taking the medication and a few months later she passed away. And he was, he was so broken. He was so broke. He didn't even want to go to church anymore for, for a while because of what this minister claiming. Maybe this, maybe, I'll just give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was a real man of God. He was just having an off day. But a Christian is not someone who can preach really well or someone who, who has written a bunch of Christian books or someone who's got a great ministry. See, that, that's kind of what the media kind of looks at. And, and many Christians, we look at those things to determine if someone's a Christian. But did you check the fruit? The fruit are the credentials to the Christian. And I, I don't know why we don't check because like in the 21st century, man, we, we check everything before we commit to something. If I'm out of town... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 minutes, 30 minutes trying to read these reviews from these restaurants before I decide where I'm going to go eat, right? Because just because you're a restaurant doesn't mean you're a good restaurant. <laughs> and just because you've got a nice ministry there doesn't mean you're a godly person. And see, God sees right through us. He looks at the heart and Jesus says, don't be deceived by these people. But more importantly, don't deceive yourselves into thinking that just because you're something. You've got a position just because you know the scriptures really well. That don't mean nothing. Christian is not an entertainer. We're not here just to put on a show. And the end, the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not about what you've done. It's about who you are. Amen. Christian is not an entertainer, but, but rather someone who has a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And they do things in the name of Christ. Not, not just because they can. See, in Numbers, we read about this, this prophet, Balaam. He, he was a prophet. He wasn't a false prophet. He was a man who was really receiving real word from God, but, but he did wicked things with it. Just because you do something in the name of God doesn't mean that you're doing it for the benefit of the kingdom. A husband can do something nice for his wife, but that doesn't mean that they have a real relationship. Don't mistake good deeds with a godly heart, church. A Christian is not a pretender. I'm sorry, an entertainer. The third one. You're with me still? All right. 
My voice is actually, I'm actually doing all right because I'm not screaming as much. <laughs> the third one, Jesus says that a Christian is not a neglector. Someone, and when I say neglector, I mean someone who neglects, someone who ignores or disregards the words of Christ. Because in this next section, Jesus, he kind of takes us through this illustration of this man who built his house, right, on a firm foundation. And when the weather, the bad weather came, it, it was unmoved. It stood his ground. And on the other end, there was this foolish man who built his house with, with, with no foundation, and the storm came in and blew it away. And then he compares these men to those who hear the word and apply it to those who hear the word and, and do nothing. See, these people also give Christians a bad name. Because unfortunately, they're, they're associated with Christians simply because they say they're a Christian, but they're not living out the word of God in their lives. So when the word of God tells us, so expressively it tells us to love one another. Right? And that's what Jesus told, said in the Gospel of John. He said, this is how they're going to know that you are my disciples. This is how that you love each other. And in my father's house, we're all going to get along. In my father's house, we're all going to love each other. So this is how the world, the people that are looking from the outside in, that's how they're going to know that, we love, that, that, that you're a Christian, that you're a disciple of mine. It's by the love that you show one another. But yet, when we can't stand each other, and, and we just talk bad about each other, and when we block each other on social media, and we have these arguments, and, 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 and so hateful, that does not look like anything that Jesus was talking about. So we're neglecting the words of Jesus Christ right there. I just wanted to give you a simple example. When we complain, talked about complaining last week, right? We feel sorry for ourselves. We neglect all the passages that tell us to rejoice in all occasions. Don't be a neglector of the word. Be a practicer of the word. That's what a Christian is. Just because you know it doesn't mean you're living it. And Jesus very clearly said, that this is not the way of those who generally have a relationship with him. A Christian is not a pretender of the faith. They have spiritual fruit to back it up. We're not entertainers who just you know, pray and, and, and sing these songs and act the part of a Christian. We do what we do for the honor and the glory of God and him alone. And we don't neglect the word, but rather we take it to heart because we know that it's the absolute truth. It's not some version of the truth. It's the absolute truth. And if we're not, if we're not living according to the absolute truth, then what are we living? We're living a lie. That's what a Christian is. And man, it's time that the world sees the true definition of a Christian. Don't you think, man? Because we're, we're, we're not being represented that, that well. We're not. We got our hands in all these, all, these other, all these other places except the word of God. <laughs> and doing the things that, that Jesus would have us do. It's time, man, that the world sees the true definition of a Christian because we're, we're becoming diluted, man. We really are. We can't be getting weaker. And so I want to I challenge you this morning. I want to challenge every believer that in your workplaces, don't dilute your Christianity. Don't dilute Jesus. Don't let him become, don't, don't, sh- don't shut that light Right. When, when your non-Christian friends come around, don't dilute it. Don't don't hide in, in, in public places. Let your character speak of your Christianity, church. Are you listening, man? Let let your character, your character, your fruit. Let that speak of who you are as a Jesus Christ follower, not your T-shirt. 
Not the bumper sticker. You ever see those, those people that they, they, have the, they have the bumper stickers, right? And then they cut you, you cut them off or something, they like flick you off and they're cussing at you. I'm like, bro, come on, take that thing off. <laughs> it's, it's your fruit that's going to tell people that you're a believer, that you're, that you're a Jesus Christ follower. It's also going to tell Jesus, this guy, this guy is really of the branches of my vine. That's what we need, church. Don't be a pretender. Don't be a faker. Don't be a, don't be a hypocrite. Don't be an entertainer. Don't just, don't just act the part and, 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 and think that because you know how to do something for God that you're actually doing it for God. And don't neglect the word, man, that God has so graciously spoken to us. We, we need to get stronger, church. Amen? We need to get stronger. I'm going to ask this morning. I'm going to ask that we stand. I will come up. And um, I'm going to have the worship team come and, and sing something. I want to have just a, just a moment right here at the altars, if, if we could do that. That's, I'm just going I'm I'm to invite you one time. I'm not going to force you. But I want to have a moment here with you guys, with, with my church. And let's just, let's seek God for a moment, for a real encounter. And, and let's ask him, God, reveal what it is about me, my God, that does not belong, Father God. Re- show us, my God. Show us this morning, Father God, what does not belong, what we need to take out, Father God, so that we could be true followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't want to convince ourselves, Father God, We want to know it, Father. We want to know it because we're bearing the fruit, my God. We want to know it because we have the peace, Father God, that no one else has. We have the joy that no one else has. We have the self-control, the confidence, my God. We have have, uh, everlasting life in you, Father God. We, we, We want to know it, Father God, by the fruit that we're producing. Show us this morning what doesn't belong, Father God, so that we can get rid of it, Father God. Jesus' name. Come on, church. Let's worship God for a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at primeraiglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.